Amen, amen. All right. I want to be top heavy on my scriptures today, so I want you to go to Numbers chapter 20. Numbers chapter 20, <clears throat> and, and I just want to look at uh, verse 7 and 8, and then we're going to go to the book of Mark, and we're going to skip to about four different passages in the beginning to kind of set you up for where we're going today. Now, uh, if you've been here the past couple of weeks, uh, not last Sunday, but at other services, I've been preaching from a subject called experiencing God's best. How many people in here want to experience God's best? Amen. We want an ideal situation. I want God's absolute best in every category of my life. And I gave you some specific categories. I told you that was spiritually, physically, financially, and in your family. Gave you four specific categories by which you can experience God's best. And under those four categories, there are sub areas. For example, like finances. Uh, well, one of the areas of God's best under finances is for you to have the best job. Amen. A job not only that you make a lot of money at, but how many of you know you also want a job that you enjoy? Amen. Something you look forward to getting up to go to day over day. Amen. And that is God's best. I described it as every day being Sunday. Amen. Every day being a day that you look forward to. I look forward to church, but the truth be told, and I don't mind telling you, for Gabe Rogers, there's no Blue Mondays. So tomorrow is not a crisis for me. In fact, I got some good things happening in tomorrow that I already know about. And then Tuesday, it's going to be another phenomenal day. And then I'm looking forward to our Wednesday prayer day where we fast and pray together. And voila, before you know it, guess what? We get to come back to church on Thursday night. Amen. And then it's finally Friday. Well, we want to experience God's best in every corridor and quadrant of living. Amen. So that being said, I want to take you into a new dimension today or a new lane that I think is going to be a wonderful complement to what we've already been talking uh, about. Now, in Numbers 20 and 7, and I'm teaching topically today, we're going to talk about faith and I'll give you my subject momentarily. But uh, this is God giving instructions to, to Moses and Aaron real quick. And he says in verse number seven, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, verse eight, please take the rod. You and your brother Aaron gather the congregation together and speak to the rock. Will you say that with me, church? Speak to the rock. What was he supposed to speak to? A rock. God told Moses, speak to a thing. Speak to a rock. Some of y'all are going to see where I'm going in a minute. Amen. Yes, yeah, speak to a rock, amen, before their eyes. And when you speak to it, it's going to do something that it's not supposed to do. <laughs> it's going to give you water. Thank you, Brother Antoine Deegan Martin. It's, it's going to give you water. How many know rocks don't give you water? Amen. So we got two supernatural things going on. Number one, you're speaking to an inanimate object. Amen. Somewhere along the way, this rock had to hear. Amen. But then number two, the rock is going to produce something that is not supposed to produce. Oh, y'all going to catch up in a minute. How many y'all know when you start speaking in faith, stuff that doesn't make sense starts happening? Are you in here? Stuff that don't add up. Rocks don't make water, but you speak to this rock 
and this rock is going to make water. Just as the disciples were told, go get money out of a fish's mouth. And how many of y'all know fish don't carry coins? But somehow, someway, God saw fit to break laws of nature. Amen. And cause this one select fish on this particular day to decide to carry enough money to solve their tax problem. How many of y'all know God can get anything out of anything that he wants to get out of anything? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we're going to have a time today. So speak to the rock before their eyes. Let people see it. Amen. And it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation in their animals. I want you to do what? Speak to a rock. Now, we'll talk more about Moses a little later on, and I'll show you how he kind of disobeyed God and got emotional, which is what some people do when they're trying to walk in faith. And he missed God, and instead of speaking to the rock, he did something he should not have done. Now, go to Mark chapter 4, and let's go New Testament, and let's go Jesus uh, for the rest of the time here, at least in our subject scriptures. Mark chapter 4, verse number 39. What did Moses speak to? The rock. Amen. I'm not going to take you to every passage, but uh, Joshua, Joshua chapter 10, don't go there. Joshua spoke to the sun and moon. Mm -hmm. And they had to stand still. Now, in Mark chapter 4, verse number 39, uh, then he, being Jesus, because we don't have time for the whole story, you're familiar with it, but he arose, and what did he do, church? He rebuked the, wind, rebuked the wind, now, which implies that he said something to the wind. So you got Moses speaking to a rock, and now you got Jesus speaking to wind, and said to the sea. Somebody say he spoke to the sea. What did he say to the sea? Peace be still, do what I want you to do. He spoke to the sea, and the wind ceased, and there was a what, church? Great calm. Great calm. And what was the lesson? Verse number 40. But he said to them, who are them? His disciples. All right. Contemporary language. That's us. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now, you know why Jesus asked this question? Because by now the disciples had multiple reasons why they should have had faith. How many of y'all know all I need to do is see one miracle? I should not need to see 49 before I believe you got power. By now, they should have had faith. And most of us in here are of age, and we've been through enough. We've seen enough. We've seen God bring us out of enough, amen, to by now believe everything that he says. Amen. Numbers is right. God is not a man, number one, but then he's not a man that he should lie. If he says something, what, what's going to happen? He's going to do it. If he spoke it, he's going to bring it to pass. Amen. So Jesus got frustrated. He said, why are you so fearful? How is it? What happened that you have no faith? Truth be told, you should have been able to speak to this storm. Verse 41. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be? Key point that even the wind and sea obey him. Who can this be that even things listen to him? The wind and the sea obey him. The wind and the sea obey him. I'm almost done with my text. Somebody say, stay with the preacher. <laughs> Go to Mark 11 now. Mark 11, 12 through 14. I'm setting you up for something. Trust me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
And just keep your Bible all day long now, because we're going to let the Bible do the preaching. Amen. And uh, we're just going to get in the word and we're going to enjoy it. Amen. Mark 11, 12 through 13. Now, the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he, being Jesus, was hungry. And seeing afar a fig tree, somebody say another thing. All right, another thing. Having leaves. Amen. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus did what? Now, you got to keep up with me now. What did Jesus do, church? He said to what? It. Who is he talking to? The tree. Now, most of you in here, let me say from a mental health standpoint, you know, I did my rounds in the psychiatric unit, you know, uh, when I was learning, get my Ph.D. years ago. And, and I just remember people talking to stuff. And, you know, we classify those folk as being psychotic. Because they talk to stuff that, according to us, is not there. But Jesus contextually decides that he is going to speak to another inanimate object. And he said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Who was Jesus talking to? A tree. All right, so now let's back up. We see three things that Jesus has spoken to. He spoke to a wind. He spoke to a sea. And now he's speaking to trees. We see Moses speaking to rocks. We see Joshua speaking to the sun. At no point are they talking to a person. Well, let's go to Mark 11 and 23. You're already there. Just jump down to verse number 23. And let's look at the classic faith passage. This is really where the faith teaching gets its root and foundation. It's one of my favorite in scripture. And this is where we're going to camp out. Mm -hmm. For assuredly, I say to you. All right, now pause all before we see powerful men of God speaking to stuff like Moses, Old Testament, and then we see Jesus speaking to things. But now he passes a baton, and he says, I say to you. Somebody say he's talking about me. Whoever says to this thing, thing, Whoever says to this mountain, how many of y'all know whatever Jesus can do? Because these works will you do and greater because I'm going to the Father. Further, it's not me doing the work. It's the Father in me doing the work. Amen. Amen. But I say to the church today, whoever says to this thing, to this mountain, if you tell a mountain to be removed and cast to the sea and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that the things that you say will be done, what's going to happen, church? You will have whatever you say. Now, if you were here on Bible study on Thursday night, you learned John 15 and 7, that we must say what God already said. He abides in us and we abide in him. Then we ask what we will. Whatever we bind on earth, Matthew 18 and 18, he would bind in heaven, which implies whatever we bind on earth has already been bound in heaven. So we are only saying what our father said. So when you curse cancer, you curse cancer because for this reason was Jesus made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. So you have authority to curse cancer. 
You are saying what the Father says. When you decree wealth, increase abundance and overflow, you are saying what the word of God says. Psalm 115, the Lord increase you more and more. Amen. So in this passage, Jesus clarifies and says that whoever, whatever human being, Christian person begins to speak to things, if he would believe that what he said could come to pass, he will have what he says. Look at verse number 24. We're just in foundation. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, which implies that we must pray. Believe that you have received them, and what's the next step? And you will have them. Y'all, I'm going to preach Faith 101 again today, experiencing God's best. But today, I'm going to take you out there a little bit, and I'm going to talk from the thought, things can hear. That's what I'm talking about all Sunday long. Thomas, that's what I'm talking about. Things can hear. Now, let me give you a disclaimer. You're not going to be able to be a traditional Christian and receive anything I'm talking about today. If you, you know, if you're carnal, if you're kind of on the floor, ground zero level, and, you know, you just don't believe anything, faith, I'm probably going to miss you today. Amen. But I want to talk to my faith crowd about this concept of things being able to hear. Because candidly speaking, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, I just showed you Minimally three examples of men who spoke to things. Moses spoke to a rock, which is a thing. Last I checked the rocks on my front lawn, they don't have ears. But somehow, some way, this river rock could hear. Jesus spoke to the storm. And aren't you glad you can speak to the storms in your life? I said, aren't you glad you can speak to the storms in your life? There was a song they used to sing. I actually agree with this song. It said, I told the storm to pass. Storm, you can't last. Go away. Amen. I, that's one of the songs I still agree with. Amen. Y'all know there's a lot of songs I don't agree with, but I agree with that song. I told the storm to go. Amen. And some of you in the room today, just as a precursor, we're not going to deal with storms all day long, but you need to learn how to speak to things in your life that don't line up with the will of God for your life. What is the will of God for your life? That you would prosper and be in health even as your soul does prosper. So now if you are not experiencing the will of God, since that is his will, that you prosper and be in health even as your soul does prosper, you're going to have to start saying some things that oppose what you are now experiencing. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody say things can hear. So I'll start off by saying this. One of the greatest revelations of the faith walk is that objects have to respond to us. From the Old Testament to the New, people have been speaking to things, right? They, they have to respond to us. But the question today becomes, what really occurs between you saying something and the actual moving of that object? What, what, what's really, really going on? If you're taking notes, write this down. Faith is substance. What's going on, somebody sees where I'm going already, between me releasing something out of my mouth and that matter moving. Now, quick, quick lesson on science, chemistry, whatever, you know, Lane, you want to put this in. How many of y'all remember matter? 
Okay, and how many of y'all remember that it takes matter, my hand is matter, something you can touch and feel, to move matter, right? So if it's, if it's matter, you got to have matter to move it. One of the basic laws, and that's about all the science I know. But it takes matter to move matter, but not so in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, faith is substance. You know it by heart. Come on, Hebrews 11. Now, faith is the substance of things that you need to be moved and the evidence of things. So faith is substance and evidence. So the only evidence I need that a thing is moving in my life is what I don't see. Not what I see when I'm walking by faith. And you all know me. I'm, I'm pastor. Keep it simple. So let me say that again. We're not trying to make it complex. The only evidence of things moving in my life that I need as a Christian is my faith, not what I see. Didn't Jesus say, blessed is the person who believes not seeing Thomas? Having not seen yet you believe? Thomas had to put his hand all in kinds of Finger, you know, nail prints in the hand. I got to do this. I got to do that before I believe. Not to mention that Jesus just walked through a wall. Yet I got to have all these other signs, wonders and miracles. By the way, Christians don't look for signs. The Bible says an adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. We don't need any signs. Signs, wonders and miracles Follow us. But back to the lesson, matter is not the only thing we use to move a substance or to move another object. Our matter in the kingdom is our faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things, come on church, that are not seen. Are you in here? Go over to 1 Corinthians 1 and 28, and let's be reminded of a principle about that then. Amen. How many people in here love the word? Mm-hmm. I'm a balanced preacher. I like to tear sin up, and then I like to build a believer up. This is a build a believer up day. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 1 and 28. Listen to what Paul says, and if you read it too fast, you'll miss it, because he puts faith in this text. He says, the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. Amen. That's shouting music for many of us who come from humble backgrounds. Aren't you glad the Lord can use you? I said, aren't you glad the Lord can use you? Amen. The base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen, which is why we need to be careful how we treat everybody. Because God can use anybody. Use Rahab. He can use anybody on any given day. But look at this. And the things which are not. There's faith, the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. So when you got the threat that said growth was potentially cancerous, that is a thing that is or a thing that are. But your faith, which is not a thing that you can see, touch and feel brought to nothing the things that are. Are y'all with the preacher yet? Your faith did something that medicine can't do consistently all the time. 
This is why faith is so necessary, because understand that man's tools run out. The smartest, brightest surgeon at the greatest hospital in America is still a mere human being. He or she has studied hard. They've gone to residency. I'm proud of them. They've done a thousand surgeries like this. But how many of you know God has to give the increase? If God doesn't get involved in that healing, you will die on the operating tape. This is why we don't put our faith in man. You remember Asa the king? What did he do? He had a foot condition, and the Bible says he put more confidence in the doctor than he did God. You're about to be laid off from a job. That job is not your source. The things that are not your faith bring to nothing the reality that you don't have a job, it brings that reality to nothing and institutes the perfect employment that you've been looking for. Stay with me, church. We're just in the beginning. So everybody say faith is substance. Faith can move stuff. Amen. Now, this, this is really, really important because I don't want anybody to go home and say, turn the TV on. You got to get your remote. And turn that TV on like you normally do. Because the remote works. And God doesn't need to supersede that law right now. Because your TV's acting the way it's supposed to act. What am I trying to say? You don't have to try to tip the law. I just want to see if this thing works. Turn the TV on. I knew that pastor ain't know what he was talking about. However, when I was in my workout room the other day, and my internet Roku TV kept buffering, making me miss the word of God as I was trying to run two miles. Amen. I got aggravated. I, it kept loading and loading, kept missing the message. I looked at TV and I, and I said, cut it out and stop acting like that. And watch this, in Jesus' name. When I tell you from that point on, that TV came full circle. Now, for some of you, that's too deep. And that's why you won't watch the word while you're working out. You'll just miss out on that. Because that's too deep, you know, and, you know, I don't want to get that deep. Uh, we don't want to go that far. Why? Does it make you crazy? We got a bunch of granola bars in the church, but that's not the Bible's fault. I'm not trying to be offensive. Yeah. Got a bunch of fruit and nuts because a bunch of people misappropriating truth, not rightly dividing the word truth. Furthermore, a whole lot of folk today don't want to be pastored. And the Bible says he give you shepherds after your own heart. So every time you uh, hear a shepherd say something accurate in scripture and you rebut it, you get further close to losing your mind. Don't want to be taught, don't want to be discipled. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Can't learn from nobody. Jeremiah 3.15, I give you pastors, not a committee, pastors after my own heart. And they're there to guide you. They're there to see stuff you can't see. So a whole lot of people become fruity because, quite frankly, they can't listen to no truth. Before you know it, you're way out there on the island saying foolish stuff like tithing is not for today. Now you want to be a Hebrew Israelite, but you're a Hebrew Israelite that also happens to be a Muslim. And you got a little bit of everything in you now. Well, that's because you're, you're not teachable. And when you look up, what, what does that person have as evidence in their life? Nothing. Nothing. 
So back to the point, we're not trying to teach people to be fruity in their faith because you can go too far with any truth. You can go too far. Do you know as you read scripture, you can take scripture and mess it up at any given point by over exhausting one principle? We got kids in here, and so I can't teach this the way I would say it in a marriage seminar, but Paul told the church at Corinth that a spouse is to render due benevolence to his or her spouse. And I've seen even churches come out with this foolish theology where they started something in the name of building love and marriages where married couples committed to come together every day for a whole year. Y'all, that's not even natural. It's not even natural. Are you hearing me? In fact, the Bible teaches that there is a cleansing period for a woman. So even in terms of bacteria in health, it's not even healthy to do so. So you can take that one scripture. God is with me now. I can tell the anointing dropped on it right here. You can take that one principle over exhaust it and mess it up. Why is that important? Because as we teach on uh, on speaking of things, there are going to be things you got to speak to. But then there are going to be things you're going to have to do. Some things you talk to, some things you do. Amen. Like you got to speak and command a job to come in the name of Jesus because you have the substance of faith. But then you're going to have to apply. Is that all right, family? That's pragmatic. You're going to have to put an application in. Amen. And do something by faith. And I got one hilarious for you. How about when you apply job, Messiah off of your phone? Y'all didn't catch that. Like when HR calls you from GE, they can't hear, never would have made it. Because you like Marvin Sapp and that's your ringtone. That's unprofessional. So now if I'm an employer, how about I'm not going to hire you because you already come off as fruity and you don't know where to listen to gospel music and where to just let your phone ring. <laughs> or they call you Handel's Messiah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hello. You're not ready to get hired. Are you in here? That's pragmatic. You're going to have a happy marriage. You got to speak over your marriage. How many you know your marriage is a thing? You got to speak over your marriage, but then you got to take your wife out on a date. You got to stop working so much. Uh Uh-oh. And you got to take her out on a date. You got to give up some overtime and take your wife out on a date if you're going to have a happy marriage. You want kids that are ruly, that act right, and one day come up and be somebody in the world? How many of you know you can't just send them to bed at 3 o'clock? Kids are a thing. You got to speak over them. I got four of them. You got to speak over them. Amen. But you got to spend time with them. Are you in here, church? So uh, the base things of this mic. Amen. Y'all going to hear this message. Hallelujah. The base things of this world. Amen. They are moved. Hallelujah. By the things which are not. Somebody say that's my faith. Now, Brother Gabriel, what is faith? What is faith? If you're writing faith 101, saying and believing with corresponding action. 
saying and believing with corresponding action. This is so important. Come on. And what I want to move into now is a season of helping you troubleshoot if some things are not happening in your life that you are believing for. So faith is saying and believing with corresponding action. If you're also writing, faith is a tool. Luke 17, read it on your free time. The disciples ask about faith. Increase our faith. Amen. 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 Increase our faith. Hallelujah. But what ended up happening? Jesus taught them how faith is a servant. It is a tool that they send out. Amen. To get things done. Study that on your own free time. Please get the tape. All right. But faith is a tool. Faith is words and believing with corresponding action. This is why James said faith without works is dead being what, church? Alone. All right. So I must have. What am I doing wrong? It's the, oh, that's what it is. I knew I got something. Okay. All right. I think it's plugged in now. Yeah, it might be this. Y'all still in the anointing? Sometimes you need to just stop and fix it. Isn't that awesome? Just fix it. Start acting up again, I'll stop again. Yeah. Now that's an example of not being too deep. And I'm going to put this message on TV. And I'm not going to edit that part. Amen. <laughs> but it's saying and believing with what church? Corresponding action. All right, now stay with me, church. Stay with me. Many fail to use this because they said things in the past and it did not come to pass. So a lot of folks stopped speaking. You know, some of you are old enough to remember. I remember it, the name it, claim it age. So a lot of people took all of it and threw it in the trash because a whole lot of folk did it or so they think and nothing happened. So they got mad at men who were teaching faith and they said, ah, I don't know about all that faith stuff. They started making fun of folk who were teaching faith, Saturday Night Live, you name it, because they said you just in a name and claim it uh, age or blab it and grab it. They use all kinds of terminology like that. Amen. But how many of y'all know the Bible works? And so let's take it out of just a church movement and let's bring it to the word. If God told Moses he could speak to a rock, how many of you know you can speak to a rock? If Jesus spoke to a tree, how many of you know you can speak to a tree? If Jesus told you to speak to a mountain, how many of you know you can speak to a mountain? Why? Because the Bible, everybody say the Bible. the Bible. By the way, I don't care what your favorite televangelist says on television, if it's not what the Bible says, it's inaccurate. Are you in here, church? I don't care if Pastor Gabe says it. If there's no word to back it up. It's not accurate. Are you in here? So let's look at this thing because you need all of them working together, saying and believing. Please go with me and let's troubleshoot this thing if you want to know why some things are not working. Number one, there be back there now. Amen. If I need to switch the handheld, let me know. 
but it might not be getting a signal, okay? All right, but there must be, let's try it one more time. There must be co-occurring things going on at the same time. Everybody say saying and believing. Saying and believing. Go to 2 Corinthians 4.13. Co-occurring things, they got to be going on at the same time. And believing. Make sure you guys can hear this one. Amen. They got to be going on at the same time. Saying and believing. Co-occur. Get this mic on, and we're going to switch over. All right? Everybody say they got to be happening at the same time. All right, look at, uh, look at 2 Corinthians 4.13. Okay? They must co-occur. Now, we're really going to troubleshoot this. They must co-occur. Listen to what Paul says. And since we have the same spirit of, did you know faith was a spirit? So since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, what does he say? I believe first. I believe. And then what do I do? Therefore, I spoke. We also believe. And then what do we do next? So, y'all, the whole name it, claim it, blab it, grab it sign that they put on faith people was erroneous because the truth is a whole lot of folk that was saying they believed God was going to do something didn't really believe he was going to do something. Because if God tells you you can speak to a mountain, you can speak to a mountain. And no, that scripture is literal. If you need to speak to a mountain, if you need to speak to a tumor, let me give you a quick hint. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that the power of death in life is in our tongue. Well, when we prayed for Sister Rhonda into in agreement, Brother Reese prayed with me as well. Listen to how I prayed. I said, in the name of Jesus, I speak death to whatever erroneous growth is going on in Rhonda's body. Now watch how I then switch the prayer. And I speak life to her mortal body. Then I decreed the word of God, Romans 8 and 11. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead quickens her mortal body. Two things happened in that prayer. We killed the growth and we spoke life to what was left. We believe, therefore, we spoke. Oral Roberts used to say it this way to, to students that he was teaching faith. He said, never lay your hands or, or, on somebody to pray for them until your faith is there. Make sure you're ready to release your faith. No empty words. No vain words. And how many of y'all know a whole lot of people that's hibaba, shiba, shikalala, bosoko, don't really believe in their heart that anything is happening? A whole lot of folk that even say in the name of Jesus. I don't have time to take it all these scriptures, but put it in your notes. Acts 3.16, you can't just use the name of Jesus. The Bible says by faith in the name of Jesus. So when I use the name of Jesus, I have to have faith that something is occurring when I release his name. Are you in here, church? Can we learn faith today? Somebody say things can hear. All right, things can hear. Come on, let's keep walking through this thing. I want to help you troubleshoot it. So number one, this is what might be going on. You must have believing with saying. Everybody say co-occurring. Now, I love number two. Don't nullify what you're believing for when pressure comes. 
Don't nullify it. People do that all the time. I'm not mad at you this morning. Somebody say he's just trying to help. I'm going to show you how folk nullify it. First, let's look at the heat. Go to Jeremiah. Amen. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 through 8. You guys can keep that up there so people can write it down. These notes are so important. Please get the tape. See, with faith, you got to take it like you're going to school, like you're getting an MBA. You got to study accounting over and over and over again so you can pass that test. Well, this is what you're going to have to do with this message because I'm taking you through practical steps. Amen. We're going to school today. Practical steps to figure out right now, at least, why my saying and believing is not working the way that I want it to work. Amen? Well, you can't nullify what you're believing for when pressure comes. Go with me to Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. Amen. Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. Look, look at this. Blessed is the man who does what? Trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who has faith in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Sounds like faith to me. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, come on, really stay with this. So the man who has faith in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord, what's going to happen to that man? He's going to be blessed. All right. Put plainly. Go to verse number eight, though, so you understand the heat of the matter, because Satan is going to make sure at some juncture point that he throws some heat at you so he can get you to change your confession. This is so good today. This is so good. Look at this. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. What man? The man that trusts in God. He's solid. He's good, which spreads out his roots by the river and will not do what, church? Fear when what? When he comes. So when stuff starts coming to get you off of what you're believing God is doing, you're still on what you're believing God is doing. Symptoms no longer drive you. If you know that by the stripes of Jesus you are healed, you're just as healed when you're feeling great as you are when you're feeling awful because he does not drive you. If you know that wealth and increase is is coming your way, by the way, because you are a tither and a giver, if you know that that is coming, you're not changing your mind in the window. Because, y'all, it's in the window, and this is why the folk beat the name it, claim it movement up. Because it was in that window that most Christians, after having sowed, maybe staying in faith for three months, they end up getting out of faith, and when their harvest came, they weren't around to reap what God was bringing their way because they quit because he came. You can quit too soon. You can give up before time. Why? Because, but its lease will be green. Y'all, how many of you know you can be going through without growing through? Your leaves are staying green. Amen. And you will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will you cease from yielding fruit. Y'all, that is a miracle in and of itself because that means there is no rain, but the ground is still bringing forth fruit. Stuff is still happening. No such thing as a drought for Christians. How many of y'all know we're blessed in the city? We're blessed in the field. We're blessed when we come and when we go. (laughs) Man, this is getting good now. I feel like you're rising up with me. 
So what you got to do, and this is the most important point of the day, and my time is fleeting, so I don't have a whole lot of time. Go to Luke 6 and 44. See, God's people need to spend more time in the word. Amen. So go to Luke 6 and 45. What you got to do when he comes is not change your confession. That's what's critical to this message. Look at this, y'all, because I'm telling you, I know for a fact, I knew this before I started pastoring, but I know for a fact, this is where the devil gets most believers. God really is doing it for you. Stuff is happening that you don't see, because what is the evidence of our faith? Things not seen. You got to know that by heart. What's the evidence of your faith? Things not seen. It is not that you see something happening. That's really critical. So what Satan is going to do is show you something to try to demonstrate that nothing's happening. Because remember, he's the prince of the power of the air, so he can operate in the earth realm and show you things contrary to what you're believing for. Somebody say, don't nullify it. And this is how he needs your cooperation. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. This is why you got to go to a faith church, get it down in your heart. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart what does he bring forth but here's the principle i want to drive home for out of the abundance of the heart what happens the mouth speaks so the next time this is the easiest metaphor i can think about that you get an email saying you didn't get the job let me tell you what's going to happen whatever's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth i knew i wouldn't get it Guess what you've been believing for the whole time? I knew I wouldn't get it. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, if you want to know how somebody thinks about you, don't say nothing. Hang around with them long enough. Oh, they're going to give themselves away. Oh, they're going to tell it in a minute. They can fake it for a season, but they're going to tell it in a minute. That's why Judas couldn't survive. Amen. His heart began to tell on him. When that alabaster incident that got on Judas's nerve. Out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth started telling Jesus exactly how he felt about him. Why is she wasting all that money on you? Really? Really? Is that how you feel? Amen. Well, Jesus knew it the whole time. He said, I chose the 12 of you and want to use the devil. So he didn't, we weren't tricking Jesus, but the truth is his heart began to speak. Well, when you get in a faith match, amen, and you're believing God to do something, come on, everybody say things can hear. You need your heart transition to believe in God so much that he doesn't move anything in you. Y'all, when, when I was passing this dilapidated campus, oh my God, I'm going to help you with a few of my testimonies a couple of years ago. And we was in a school saving money, walking by faith. Man, this, it was a little church at that time, man. You know, not a whole lot of resources, but we just believe in God. We just honoring God. You know, I'm that guy out there preaching the gospel. I don't care what people think. You know, I'm, I'm preaching controversial messages. You know, I'm, you know, telling a homosexual he can be saved. Come on. Amen. And not validating it just because I want him on my praise team. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Just because he can sing. I still preach the same way. Ain't nothing changed. 
Yeah, just because he can sing real good. You know, I'm doing all the messages, people coming into church, people going, you know, people coming, people going. You know, Barack Obama comes out and says he agrees with homosexuality. And, you know, the following Sunday I get up and I say, what's up with all the black Christians who still agree with Barack? Some of y'all wrinkling your face right now, and he been out of office for two years. What's up? Are you on Jesus' side? Are you on Barack's side? What, what's up? Whose side? In fact, let me do a little sound check. Who's on the Lord's side in this room, no matter what the color of your governor or president's skin is? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was back then, Christian, where I really learned faith. I got it now. But I learned faith because I said, well, no, I'm going to preach it. I don't care if the membership reduces by 25%. If God be for me, who can be against me? I could care less. Are you in here, church? So during those times, this building was dilapidated. It was run down. The Lord finally showed it to me. And I came over here. And I tell you what I did. Ask my wife. While it was dilapidated with gun holes in it and all kinds of stuff, people had just tampered with it, made a mess of it, gang signs, you name it. But I came in this dark, dank, musty place, and I began to talk to the building. I began to say stuff like, I know you've been mistreated, but I'm bringing you back to life. You see, this is a sanctuary. This is God's house. I, I, I know they didn't do what they should have done with you. I know you've been mismanaged down through the years, but I'm speaking into you right now. When? While you look musty, while you look nasty, while you look like something that nobody wants. You got to learn how to speak into your life before it looks like what God called it to be. Because if you can speak it, then you can have it now. Are you in here, church? Somebody open up your mouth and speak life over your situation by faith in Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I said hallelujah. 20 years ago, come on, take your seat. When I knew I was leaving Carolinas, Laura, and, and I was going on into, into my own practice, I kept passing this old dilapidated big house, amen, built in 1929, and it had an unsafe condemned sign on it. And I remember parking my car, and it wasn't paved in. It was a muddy mess, and, and taking my right hand and putting it on the building and decreeing in the name of Jesus, I command you, y'all, I didn't have a contract on it, didn't own it, none of the above. It was in zone commercial, but I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come back alive, and we are going to put you back on the map to the glory of God. You are going to minister health to people's mental health. Well, it didn't happen that year. Ah, leads us to the third point. <laughs> I said it didn't happen that year. Number three, what can nullify you speaking to things? You can fail to test the time. Go to Mark 11 and 20. I spoke to that building a year, year and a half, you name it. Still wasn't in my hands. People started making fun of me, even family members. Gabe, you still believing for it? <laughs> Amen. How many of y'all know God's got the last laugh? Did you hear what I just said? I said God's got the last laugh. I don't have time to tell the whole testimony. City council said they weren't going to back it. They wouldn't rezone it. I told not city council, the city people, the workers, the city people. How many of y'all know never let a middleman say no? Did y'all hear what I just said? Now, unless you are the owner of the company, 
And last I checked, since I pay taxes in Met County, I actually pay your salary. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Woo, Jesus. I'm going to the mayor. How far are you going to go for what God promised you? Well, you do know to go before city council and the mayor, you got to pay a whole lot of money, whatever. The Lord will supply my needs. Philippians 4.19, according to his, oh, and they gave me a spot. I paid my money and I went before city council that night. And oh, man, I stood up like a courtroom attorney. And I showed them exhibit A and exhibit B. And I started using terminology, Shantae, I know nothing about. But that night I walked the dog. And when I got done, I gave all the people who said no to me, I walked to their table and gave them the clicker. <laughs> and like Run DMC, somebody said, drop the mic. I didn't do that. <laughs> but I gave them the clicker. And I said, thank you. I rest my case. And I sat down somewhere knowing that God had to do the work. They came back and uh, they said, well, you know, I don't see why we can't back what Mr. Rogers is trying to do. Why are we standing in front of him? People started on the council, started testifying for me. How many of y'all know you got angels? You got inside folk? I didn't know none of those people personally, but they started testifying for me. Before you know it, they called it to a vote and nine to one. But why? Because you spoke to it. And you pass the test of time. Now, if you go to sleep on this message, don't get mad at me when manifestation don't come. Y'all, I'm telling you, this is the troubleshooting. This is where people miss it. They, they make emotional statements when it hadn't happened yet. And then number three, how about most people fail the test of time? Why is this important? Because according to Mark's if you will, a, 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 a version of the story is the way I want to say it. The tree didn't dry up the first day Jesus spoke to it. Everybody say time. No, y'all, this is Jesus. Don't you think Jesus could speak to something and it changed right then? I think he was teaching us something. I think Jesus was teaching us something. When did it dry up, boys? Now in the morning, as time passed by. The next day, in the morning, as the boys passed by, they saw the fig tree, what church? Dried up from where, though? Get the faith principle. Where did it get dried up from? The area of the tree that you cannot see. Faith is working when you don't see it. The roots are drying up right now. Keep speaking faith in the name of Jesus until the whole tree comes tumbling down. It didn't dry up from the top down. Did you hear what I just said? I said in the area that you could not see, your faith had been working all along, killing that tree, killing that cancer, and you need to stay steadfast in what you're believing God is doing. Because it dried up from the roots. Last I checked, roots are under the ground. You can't see them. Faith is something you cannot see. 
Oh, you got to keep speaking. 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 You got to keep the creator. Amen. Hebrews uh, 10 and 23, put it in your notes. But you got to hold fast to the confession of your faith. But how do you got to hold fast without wavering? When he comes, you're not wavering. You're speaking. You're declaring. You're standing on it. Amen. When the doctor says something different from what the Bible says. Now, who do you believe? Whose report are you going to receive? Are you going to receive what the word of God says? Or are you going to go with somebody who just studied science? I, I've made up in my mind that if a man says something other than what God says, well, let God be true and every man a lie because his word, my God, I feel like preaching. I said his word will not return void. You ought to shout something in here if you know you got the victory. Woo, Jesus. I said you ought to praise him right now because the tree is drying up in a place that you cannot see. <laughs> Thank you, Seku. My God. You know, the problem with my lapel mic stop working is I put one of these in my hand and it makes me want to say, yeah. It, it, it gets me in a particular mode to where the preacher starts showing up. You ought to slap somebody high five and lift your voice and say, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> trying to teach more these days so don't nullify it and don't let time are you in here church don't let time be your enemy y'all when you're on the Lord's side time is your friend all right Melissa any day now everybody say any day now look at your neighbor and say time is my friend Oh, you have no idea, man. Marvin Winans was right. When it seemed like he's blessing others fast, look out. He's saving the best for last. And if I get mine after you, that's okay. My God, I'm going to celebrate you. But when God gets done, whoo, Jesus, I don't mean to be too traditional, but please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet, but when God gets through with me, I said, when God gets through with me, how are you going to come forth? Better than I was before I started out. Better than I was. More money, more health. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So don't nullify what you're believing for with time and change your confession. You know, you go to Chick-fil-A, it's an awesome organization. I'm almost done, y'all. We're not preaching. To, this is really teaching. Really get this. I go, you go to Chick-fil-A, and I love that restaurant. They have a blessing on them. I've never seen so many, a, a restaurant move like 80 cars in three seconds. I mean, these folk know what they are doing. Amen. They don't park you and bring your food out. Amen. They put them young people out there with iPads. Amen. And somehow they get the orders right the first time. And they don't give you an extra set of fries when you ask for a fruit cup. Love that organization, man. Love them, love them, love them. Well, when you go to Chick-fil-A, man, and, and, and look at this metaphor. You come to that first young man with that kiosk, with that iPad in his hand. He meets you and get this whole revelation on time. You can tell him that I want a chicken wrap at that kiosk. And he's going to say, yes, sir. Would you like to have fruit and fries, the meal or just the sandwich? And you say, I want the meal. Y'all can tell I go a lot. I want the meal. Amen. So you tell them you want the meal, and that's not because my wife doesn't cook. I just hang out a lot. Amen. But um, 
you get that meal, and then how about he moves you on, and if you get to the little speaker, and they say, can I help you, not knowing you've already been helped, you can call out to that window and say, I just ordered, but actually, I'd like to have a chicken sandwich instead of a wrap. Now, what's the point? If you ordered the best with the young man, which was the chicken wrap, but get to the speaker and change your order, that is your confession, how many of y'all know when you get to the window, they are not going to have the best wrap for you. They are going to have what you begin to decree halfway through. What am I trying to say? Don't change your confession at halftime. Amen. Stay with God all four quarters. Keep your confession right where it is. I don't care what it looks like. La, 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 devil, I ain't changing nothing. I don't care what it feels like. Ah, you can't stop me. I'm getting God's best. Are y'all getting this? Somebody say, don't change your confession. Woo, Jesus, and don't fail the test of time. I was in my theater room not long ago, and, and, and I got a lot of things connected to the screen. And um, come on, Shavar, because we're going to get out of here today. Um, folk done gave me a handheld mic, and that kind of messes with me. But um, I, I, was, uh, I was in the theater room, and um, I turned the, the power on, and the man had given me instructions. Everybody say, don't fail the test of time. He told me this. Now, he said, now, when you turn this on, you got to keep that universal remote pointed at the screen, and you got to stay fixed on the screen the whole time. Now, this is going to bless my real, real good. Now, what I started doing in laziness, I would turn the screen on and um, then get frustrated when the Blu-ray and Apple TV didn't turn on as well. Because in my angst and vexation, instead of standing still for seven seconds, that's literally what the man told me. That's revelation right there. Everybody say a complete work. Instead of standing still for seven seconds, about four seconds in, I just sit back in my recliner. Well, you got to understand that you got to stand still on the word of God the amount of time that it takes, watch this, for the laser to hit every device. Stuff is clicking on that you can't see, that you don't know is happening, but you got to keep it pointed for seven seconds so that the laser beam keeps hitting every device so that everything turns on. We're looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Do I have anybody in here that's looking unto Jesus? I said, is there anybody in here today? You made up in your mind, I'm not changing my focus. I'm not changing what I'm looking at. I'm not changing what I'm thinking about. While I'm waiting on God to do what he said he will do, I'm going to keep my pointer in the right direction and I'm not going to nullify it with vain words and I'm not going to fail the test of time do I have a witness in here because I realize that Satan's biggest tool of deception is to show me some things and convince me that some things are not working but you ought to get it down in your sanctified soul you ought to get it down in your heart 
heart that thinks beyond the God who always causes us to triumph. If my lapel little work right, I wouldn't be hooping right now. But I feel something on the inside and it's working on the outside where I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me. My soul cries out hallelujah. I thank God for saving me and putting faith down inside of me. So I decided that I'm going to start looking at some things and speaking over it. I decided that I'm going to start decreeing the word of God. And didn't Job say you can decree a thing and it will be established. You ought to open up your mouth right now and begin to say some things that you want to be established. Decree by faith that I'm the head and not the tail. Boom, it's established. Decree by faith that I'm the lender and not the borrower. Boom, it's established. If you're battling sickness in your body, come on, Rhonda. Decree by faith that by his stripes I am healed. And that's all you had to do. And it's established. Slap your neighbor high five and tell them I believe God. From cover to cover, I believe his word. I believe the word of God. When he says I'm healed, I am healed. When he says I'm delivered, I'm set free. When he says that I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field, I'm going to be blessed everywhere I go. And the devil can't do a thing about it. You ought to pick your right foot up and stomp on the devil's head and remind him that over 2,000 years ago, Jesus went to the cross and he died for us and he rose with all power, all power wrapped up in his hand. If you're glad he died, shout hallelujah. But if you're glad he rose, shout amen. Lift your voice uh, like a trumpet in Zion and shout hallelujah and then shout amen hallelujah he died but amen he got up with all power wrapped up in his hand and for this reason because he died I don't have to die because he went to the grave I don't have to go to the grave I can have power anybody got power I got power I said anybody got power glory 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 Every now and then you ought to shout it out. Whatever your thing is right now, open up your mouth and tell it where to go. Poverty, get out of my life. Hallelujah. Sickness and disease, get out of my life. 
marital strife and contention. Get out of my life and lift a hand and say yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glory, glory, glory. Come on, stand your feet. I'm done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got somebody I can go to. I don't mean to go Baptist on you, but you ought to throw your head back and say, ain't he all right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Come on, stand to your feet. I'm done. Hallelujah. (laughs) I got the victory. Tell two or three people, I got the victory. And tell them you do too. By this, I can run through troops and I can leap over walls. If you know you got the victory, take a knee and say, No devil in hell can stop me. Get your hooping voice and say, I, 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 I. I got the victory. I got the victory. I got the Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on now. If you're in here, hallelujah. You know.